0: Kind of got to stand on the giants that came before you and and figure out what is the next step you know what is that one millimeter further than anyone else has dared to go which is go
1: beyond hi and welcome to helping people perform the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best from consultants to teachers sports coaches to financial advisors All of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined uh, all the way from Germany by Patrick Cowden, who's the uh, founder and chief architect at The Beyond Company. So Patrick, thanks so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you paul uh pleasure honor and i'm glad to be here with you thank you
1: fantastic so just to hit one thing before we really get kicked off that's not a german accent we're hearing is it
0: no that's uh, a little bit of hillbilly slang from the united (laughs) states of america uh, mixed in with the uh, 37 times i've moved around the world into about 24 cities so it's kind of mixed up um and that's because uh, my dad was a uh, drill sergeant and a command sergeant major in the army my mom was a frulein right. from germany so i kind of grew up in all these different cultures so uh, people i mean i mean my german is actually better than my english so that's crazy <laughs> Thank you.
1: fantastic well let's get into it then let's uh, hear a bit more about that backstory you know what is it that got you to where you are today what have you done to get you here you talk about your your family moving across all all the way around the world and uh, tell us a bit more about that richness of patrick's backstory
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure I'd call it a richness. It was kind of more (laughs) chaos and confusion, you know? So my dad was in the army, as I said, and we moved around a lot. I went to 10 different schools as I grew up. And so moving around, uh, adjusting to adversity kind of became a built-in part of the DNA, you know, at the time. Hmm. And then I did a lot of similar stuff. Uh, when I started working after my time in the military, I was in the United States Navy, and i got out i started moving around job to job learning things figuring things out like we all do and uh, for some reason uh, i wanted to figure out a better way of of doing like all the things you know more just a better way and that just evolved over the decades uh, of work to uh to something kind of special at the beginning it was just you know survive make money feed all my (laughs) ex-wives stuff like that you know to kind of get through things, yeah. you know, but then at some point it became more like, uh, is there a better way for my kids and grandkids when they go working, uh, to get stuff done mm. and, and what would that look like? And, and could I be part of architecting that better future? Uh, and that that's, that's kind of cool. So, so all those things contributed, you know, you know, the 20 different jobs at a dozen different companies on three continents, Asia, Europe, America, wow. all over the world, mm. you know, learned a lot, and all those different aspects, all that change, all those failures, all that adversity, all that screwed upness kind of got me to this better place of saying, you know what? Let's figure this out.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. And just, just as some examples, what, what are some of those 20 odd jobs that you had in those uh, dozen companies? What sort of things did you well, do?
0: Before I, before I formally started working, uh, I, got, I was in the Navy, right? In the Navy, I was, a, a, it's called an aerographer. I was an airman. Yeah, aerographer. So I took care of the weather above the water and below the water. So it's a mixture of meteorology, oceanography, cool, kind of cool job. Easiest job in the the Navy, get on an aircraft carrier, you know, you go outside, you hold your hand out, you look up, you know, you observe the weather. That's kind of the beginner, observe weather, right? Later you get into the advanced form of forecasting, but you see these dark clouds yeah. to the, to the West and the wind's coming your way and there's lightning and you're like, okay, in about 10 minutes, it's probably going to rain here. That's great. <laughs> right. And then, uh, the most advanced version of course, is, uh, making the weather, you know, we're not <laughs> too good at that yet, but yeah. we're working on it, you know? So, so that was, you know, the baseline. And then I, I had all kinds of jobs, you know, flipping burgers in Chicago at a, at a greasy Joe's <laughs> you know, place. And then, uh, Uh, when I came back to Germany, I worked at after the military, I went to airports and I refueled aircraft and loaded up aircraft and did a a lot of funky stuff out three shifts boots on with steel tips, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, real work, you know, real hard work. And, uh, and then I said, you know what, let me, let me program a computer, learn how to do that. The American way in Germany. And then I learned how to program these big computers called mainframes. Nice. And there's not too many of us left alive. Most of us are dead, you know, <laughs> buried. It's, it's been that long ago, you know, like 50 years ago yeah. almost, right? And um, and that got me into the high tech, you know? And, and then I just progressed from uh, nobody to, to being in charge right. of, uh, of the toughest market outside of the home markets of some of these companies. You know, the Dells of the world, the EMCs of the world, the Hitachis of the world. Germany was always a struggle for them. But it was not, it was not a, on a business side, not a struggle for me. you know, from a family side, it was confusing and struggling, but uh, you know, figuring out how to uh, make it fly uh, for those organizations um, and and learning all their you know idiosyncrasies and their their specific ways, you know, the Dell Way, the EMC way, the Hewlett-Packard Way, the IBM way. You know the Hitachi way, the Capgemini, you know, mm-hmm. like French uh, way, which is very different. So, so all those cultural influences and business influences kind of help me see enough different facets right. of reality to start figuring out. Wait a minute, where are the commonalities? Where are the differences? And how do you combine, you know, German attention to detail, process orientation, with American passion, and then this Asian, you know, um, you know, long spiritual kind of deepness you know of the meaningfulness of life kind of you know that that element uh, plus the american gung-ho attitude and the german (laughs) you know execution detail take over the world kind of thing so all that kind of helped and and those were all the different places different companies uh, that i was able to learn from and uh, break a lot of things you know screw up a lot of things fail on a lot of things but like my little six-year-old says dad i say what he goes uh you know when we make mistakes, I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah." When we make mistakes, we learn. <laughs> I said, "Well, that's kind of smart." I said, and, and, and I said, Jason Lee, what if we make real big mistakes? He goes, "Dad, then we learn a whole lot." <laughs> you know, so that kind of thing, and I learned a lot. And you know, the last uh, fifteen years with Beyond, you know, kind of experimenting. Is there what are the better ways, and can we try it out and learn stuff and, and stuff like that? So it's been crazy i think probably you have had to have that 30 years of craziness yeah. to get to the point where beyond could emerge yeah. you know because you got you kind of got to stand on the giants that came before you yeah. and and figure out what is the next step you know what is that one millimeter further than anyone else has dared to go which is go beyond
1: yeah brilliant and, uh, and so before we move into that and i'd really love to hear more about that uh, the go beyond piece as well just going into that element of having that different element of experience you know, there's there's so much to be said for starting in a company and 20 years 25 years experience in that company and moving through um and you get to know that company inside out and know the politics and know the people and know the processes and the culture but when you've moved from company to company and i've done this a lot myself you can bring that different angle can't you and, and once you start pulling all the puzzle pieces together you can create something that's richer than the sum of its parts in that way
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's like a recipe, you know, work on a soup and the more, you know, variants and the more things you do, you kind of get better at the recipe. Um, and what those pieces help you with is um, you get to get faster. Right. Uh, you get faster at a higher level of impact. Yeah. And, and and in most organizations in the last 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, five years, it's it's more about, you know, how fast can you get? And flexible, which is agile, but how can you kind of adjust to realities? Because mm. there is no good or bad realities; just are unforgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the way life is, kind of. You know, and the same thing for business life; it's just unforgiving. And can you figure out how to deal with a myriad, you know, multiple scenarios of things that are happening at the same time, mm-hmm. time they're all different, and many of those you've never encountered? Can you understand how to deal with it? And by dealing with it you know sort yourself set yourself and 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 get better and be more successful especially when it gets really bad especially when it gets really crazy so i think that those abilities are honed in the uh multitude of that diverse environment the more diverse environment it is the better you get so that helps a lot and then you get better at stuff you know and you figure things out faster and you start to understand the core of things you know you start to understand that there is a source for performance. Mm. And it's the same source in Asia, in Europe and Africa and the Americas. It's the same source. There's a single source for success yeah. of all things. Performance is a version of success, right? But there's that one source. And then when you get close enough to it, you go, dang, <laughs> this is cool, right? To realize that, to understand that, that one thing that changes everything. That's kind of cool
1: awesome and when it comes to uh looking at the beyond company tell us a bit more about that in terms of who you help and how you help them
0: yeah so you know our journey was finding the source right and it took us i don't know five or six years we find the source and, and one of my guys goes yo patrick now that we found the source it's kind of cool yeah we're all celebrating and then he goes uh well how do we turn it on <laughs> i said Oh, shit, (laughs) that's another six years. Figure that one out, right? So, but understanding that, you know, so our mission is to find the source, find a way to turn it on, but then architect a new operating model for organizations. Right. Because if you just try to improve the existing models we have, you can get a little bit of improvement. Mm. You can make things a little bit better. You can perform better, right? But you're stuck in the paradigm of the limitations of the existing model because you don't break out of the model you don't go beyond the model right so for us is can we architect a uh, transformation engine right because if you can architect it in a greenfield that doesn't help british telecom <laughs> you know they're stuck right in the old model so what you need is is a model that you can architect into existing models that transitions them into the new model right into this beyond idea of understanding the source of performance, the source of getting shit done Mm. and activating that source in a regular manner across 100% of your organization that activates uh, greatness, that activates agility, that activates creativity, innovation, that activates the ability to uh, spin on a dime, no matter what the world throws at you, right? So that that probably was the initial part of what the beyond company was about was Coming out of those types of big organizations in the old model, understanding it's not about the new model; <laughs> it's yeah. about a transition engine that can transition you from the old into the new in an almost seamless manner, and then you can execute in this new this new world, this new operating model uh, using this very small operating system that ignites uh, this the human potential because we organize and design and execute uh, it's it's luckily enough not the you know technology and the ai's and the robots doing that yet we we are the architects right yeah and if we can uh, ignite that part of it the rest will figure that itself out so we don't need to know what the new models are or organizational forms or technologies or processes that support uh, a more performing organization we don't need we don't care about that we we activate at the source with an operating system that can do that and as you apply it all these other new things will emerge so for us yeah, the, the primary first phase was was architecting the model right. uh, that would work in any setting any organization any language any culture um in minutes that was kind of the design spec you know like wow. you know can can you do that and yeah. and then once you've got that model then my personal ambition is to bring it to the biggest organizations in the world that have the biggest issue, right? The bigger you get, the more the old model slows you down and becomes a problem, right? And then you think the problem is your people and it's not (laughs) the problem is your model. Right. And, and so my ambition is, is really that the the largest organizations in the world, the largest enterprises that have a big, big impact on society that they become the pioneers, which usually is that they're not, you know, but that they become the pioneers of the transition from a, Profit-based model to a people-oriented model from a dollar value to human values-oriented model, and that—that's the machine that we've been building.
1: Fantastic! And uh, um, in terms of the Beyond company, what, what sort of size do you, is your team, and, uh, and what and what are the typical sort of clients that you work with? Who do you? Where are you in the world? I know you—we we were having a chat before this, this recording. You're saying you're going to be in the UK soon. Uh, is it mainly Europe? Uh, did do, do you go global? What
0: is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so <laughs> there there's I, you know there's like a couple dozen guys that do this well, right? Mm. um and and we've in the last ten years, so ten years ago, we started applying after five years of figuring it out, right? Okay. So you know one hundred organization in dozens of countries around the world mm. in uh, more than three thousand sessions. Wow, okay. So, so we've been able to experiment, not even we're doing it, uh, we're applying it, but figuring out how to do it in an efficient, repeatable and scalable way. That's been the journey. Like 10 years ago, it was like a two day offsite for executives, you know, and and then they got into that modus and it was like, wow, this is so cool. And then we crunched that down to two hours, uh, which was kind of cool. You could scale out to more, more of the leaders, more of the managers, two hours, but we always designed it for the people. Mm -hmm. right? but there's thousands of people, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so crunching that down to 20 minutes was a big deal uh, through the pandemic, you know, that there's yeah. a 20-minute version that works in physical space, digital space that kind of activates that human factor. So, so that whole journey of crunching down to now we're at uh, about five minutes and 55 seconds to turn on uh, the greatest element of, uh, of human performance and organizational performance. Uh, it's crazy, you know, like five minutes, 50, how the hell does that work? Right. So <laughs> that, that, that's kind of the, the, the engineering challenge, right? Cause if yeah. you want a transition machine or an engine, it's gotta be really, really small. Yeah. Right. And you got to insert it into many, many places at the same time. Mm. So it has to be kind of like a small routine that happens at the front of every meeting. Mm. You know, I was going to do it at the front of this, but we'll do it at the back end. Right. And then, you can <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. but, but it, it's, it's really, really cool when you experience it it has that instant, immediate effect on, on the group and all the people, on the individuals that use it. And then boom, we're now we're in our highest possible state on a Monday morning or right. on a Tuesday afternoon. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, so engineering that thing down to be just a couple minutes that you can then, you have like a micro leverage. It's a micro mechanism mm-hmm. that instantly turns on trust. And everybody knows in a performance-based environment, trust is essential Essential ingredient. Well, if you can turn trust on in 180 seconds at scale for 100,000 people at once, then you just have tapped into one of the most valuable things in the world because trust and relationships and that human factor is the most complicated and toughest thing. Mm-hmm that we've ever tried to do extremely unsuccessfully, (laughs) you know, really bad at this, you know, the Gallup studies that as you know, you know, engagement is maybe 15% worldwide, you know, so we're bad at this. But if we had a 182nd mechanism that turns it on and takes engagement, you know, from 15% to 86%, right? Uh, Would that be a good idea? Yes. Would you want to use it? Yes. Would you want to use it for just 1% of your people or for all your people? For all your people, right? So that, that thinking is what we've been architecting towards. And, and now we, we have access to that. Uh, and, and, and we're going to bring it to every corner of the world. My personal ambition, as I said, are the biggest organizations in the world. Right. But this, of course, works for any size organization. Because when you get bigger than 50, it starts to break down right and and you how do you keep that alive that 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 aliveness <laughs> that 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 energy that that trust that connection that ability to to kind of go at things with confidence optimism hope you know all those good positive factors right so that um is kind of cool and at some point you know 10 years down the route down the road 20 years down the road uh everyone in the world will do this because it makes a difference it doesn't make a difference it makes the difference in your day uh and and if it does that every day in your life uh, and as organizations it's the most important element uh, for us as our people so how do we care for that in small you know five minute chunks
1: Amazing. I mean, just I mean the, this concept in, in its own right. You know, even if it's a two-day offsite is fantastic. But as an engineer myself and and a facilitator to take that the process of getting that down from a two-day event to even to twenty minutes, but now down to that six-minute piece is uh, is a fascinating one in, in its own right. You know, just uh, really that must have taken a lot of self-reflection, a lot of looking at like what's actually a value here. Where does where's the where's the nugget? Uh, and what can we strip out that just isn't necessarily uh, adding to the whole equation? So uh, how was that process for you and, and your team? I'm assuming it wasn't just yourself going through that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: you know, I think there's a core of about 100 people in the last 10 years that have worked really, really hard at this. Right. And and what we do is we we brief, we prepare uh, the current version of what we think works. Yeah. And then we apply it. And then we debrief it like what worked, what didn't work, what did we learn? What would we do different? Yeah. And we change it. And we've done that more than 3000 times ourselves. Just, yeah. just me, those are the 3000 I've been involved in. If you add up all the different folks in the world that have started doing beyond, yeah. it, it's taught at universities. You know, there's a, this book written by two professors called Beyond yeah. Leadership, right? Yeah. Uh, in Switzerland, they wrote that book. You know, they, they believe in that thing. They think that this is the future of digital agile, organizations. Uh, this cha- this is the game changer. I don't say that. Those two professors say that. And they're Swiss. Swiss don't normally say shit like that. <laughs> Americans, we say that all the time. Yeah. You know, we're the greatest. But when the Swiss not only say it, they write it down in a book and tell you why it works and the right. science behind it and give you real life examples of where it's worked. That's a big deal, right? And, yeah. and what it means is um, it does work in any setting, any culture, any language, any place you want. Um, and and being able to architect it down, uh, that was a lot of work. You know, I, I, for for three years of the last fifteen years, I, I had an academy at, at my home, like a school. Right. Uh, every you know every weekend, we'd sit down, and it was about eighty-five people went through that in three years. Right, from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, there were some you know Eastern philosophies in there, Hindu, Shinto, Buddhist, Christian, you know, all that. All those philosophies uh, around religion, maybe you could call it, right? And then uh, Western stuff around agile, Six Sigma lean uh, process, design thinking, theory U, holacracy, uh, you name it. We we took everything that the world had yet invented and we condensed all those different practices down to the core. What are they really doing? What's the core that makes them work or not work, make them successful or not, not successful? And, and that that's 10 years of hard work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when it don't work, you learn the most as my kid has told me, right, yeah. the big mistakes. We learned the, the most. Right. And, and, but we kept changing it almost on a weekly basis over the course of that, that 10 years. So we didn't go from, you know, two days to 20 minutes in a day. Right. That's, that was a 10 year journey. Yeah. Um, you know, thousands of sessions and, and, and dozens of organizations in a lot of different countries. Um, And learning a lot. What happens when three people go through this machine and they all three speak different languages and don't understand each other's language? Can you still activate the source? Mm. And the answer is yes. (laughs) How crazy is that? Because the source is not triggered by words. (laughs) So anybody that writes books or does podcasts or anything else, words are kind of nice, but they're (laughs) not what triggers the source of performance, right? It's it's uh, There's something else, very subtle, very deep, very powerful. Right. And when you pay attention to it, it rewards you with energy, joy, and the willingness uh, to, to do things that you haven't done before, which is courage, right? So well done.
1: Superb, oh, loving it. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, we've got links to that book in particular, but all sorts of different things we'll, we'll link to um, in the show notes as well to make sure you can connect to that stuff. Oh, um, amazing. and. So just to switch things on a bit and, and maybe just to go back to um, what are the points that you raised there, in terms of um, who you would like to to work with, you know, if you had an opportunity to take this to any individual team or organization and help them perform, who would you want that to be?
0: Well, top of my list uh, is probably Microsoft,
1: hmm.
0: okay? Because they started with an OS an operating system for personal computers right, right. x86 we called it uh, before it became 386 46 all that good stuff right so so for me you know um also with what satya nadella tried to bring in or is bringing into the microsoft culture around uh, empathy growth mindset and the things that they they do um i think it's an ideal environment uh to bring something innovative and game-changing into play with someone that understands Technology collaboration, which is a big part of Microsoft's uh, purpose to help us uh, be better together kind of, you know, and so for me, that's kind of like a lighthouse uh, project down the road. Mm -hmm. Of course, all the other uh, most valuable companies in the world, Apple, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Amazon, Google, Mm -hmm. you know, all those organizations that think they're at the top of the pyramid, right, which they are of the current pyramid. They're at the bottom of the beyond pyramid, Right. right? Because technology, you know, hardware, software, internetware—that's mm-hmm. a very valuable global market. But humanware, you know, activating human potential at scale at a touch of a button—that's the next new thing. Right. You know, uh, like my kid once said, when "I'm going to England a lot, right?" He goes, "Dad," uh, just trying to figure out what I do because he understands it already. He's six yeah. years old, and he said, "Yeah, Papa, I got it. You have joy in a jar." and bringing it to them in the factories and then they open that jar and they got joy right so uh that human factor as a service Mm. at scale at a touch of a button as i said uh, that's a beautiful future because that's worth so much more than a piece of hr software or a salesforce.com crm software Mm. Uh, this is a software that that activates the softest wear which is the hardest wear yeah. that we have, you know, yeah. the human factor at scale at a touch of a button. So it's a very interesting opportunity to open up something uh, that, that all the facilitators in the world have been trying to do, mm. right? And trainers and coaches. But if you could do it at scale at a touch of a button for 153,000 employees at Microsoft on a Monday morning around the world, uh, and, and just, it, it, wow, you know, yeah. even contemplate the ability to do that uh, in in that six minutes is a big deal. So so I think you know you that that would be kind of the target audience for me personally. Yeah. Now a lot of other Beyonders uh, that we call ourselves they got a lot of other markets they want to go after. There's so much potential in healthcare right. to help doctors and nurses and first responders because they're in very stressful environments. Mm-hmm. You know, have like an antidote. Uh, for that and 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 for the for the smile to be on their face, even though they're confronted with uh, some of the saddest, most challenging situations in the world, right? Yeah. so c- can we help all those places that are helping others it is another part of the of the journey and the focus to say, yes, let's get this to those people that need it most, that are stressed and at the end of their rope, you know yeah. and uh, that that you know five, six minutes, a couple times a day is the dosage that they need. Yeah. to be stronger and to be more resilient and to be more there, be more present and to be more joyful for the folks they're working with and working for.
1: Yeah. Oh, awesome. And uh, switching that on its head a little bit, if you were able to sit down with any individual or team or um, and learn from them, you know, maybe have a cup, a cup of coffee, have a drink with them and sit down, and just talk to them and listen to what they've got to say about um, what they do and how they do it, who might you want that to be in order to yeah, for you to lift your own performance.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm going to show you uh, who they are. There's a list of them. I, I haven't counted the number, but um, there's this book.
1: Nice. So that's the Oxford Handbook of Positive Organizational Scholarship.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I would guess there's about 100 names in here. Uh, it's it's a big book, as you can tell. A lot of chapters, right? So all of these folks really smart people in the world over the course of 10 years, they consolidate all the science and research on activating organizational human potential, right? Everything from curiosity to motivation, engagement, uh, joy, you know, all those, all those different factors that uh, a lot of people talk about, they, uh, they get it. These yeah. guys get it. So I'd like to sit down with, with this, these people yeah. and really, really deeply, deeply, deeply talk yeah. about how we can, Establish positive organizational scholarship as a foundation of organizational design for every organization in the world, you know, and, and learn from them. Okay. And then, and then I'm the architectural engineer, all those learnings I will build into the machine,
1: right?
0: Cause I've built the base of the machine already. Right. So I, I could, we could build all that learning into the machine mm. at scale, right? Right. Uh, at some point, millions of people, maybe hundreds of millions, like Zoom can reach hundreds of millions, right? Yeah. So that we could, at a touch of a button, take all that learning and, and everything connected to that learning. So there's probably hundreds of books yeah. connected to this one book, right? Yeah. And then uh, you know, understand my my only purpose is to build a machine that can incorporate all of that learning uh, and 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 turn it on right. uh, anywhere uh in the damn universe if needed right so uh (laughs) that's kind of my life purpose i want to keep going keep improving the machine keep getting more learnings inside um, and then give this machine to those groups of people that are trying to solve the biggest problems in the world because if they can't collaborate at scale with all those very positive human attributes Mm -hmm. as a group we're not going to solve hunger and, and or war and peace you know in the world Unless we get that quality of connection uh, between everyone, every day, all the time, uh, then you're not throwing bombs at each other for sure, right? Because then we really feel like brothers and sisters, right? So that ability to bring it together, learn from the most learned, you know, because I didn't even go to college, right? So I didn't learn a lot. But I I learned how to build this machine. And and there's no one in the world that can do this better. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean, because I've dedicated my life to it. And all the things I learned from meteorology to mainframe system, operating systems, to all the stuff I did at those dozen different companies around the world, that was all part of learning enough to begin, mm. to start, right? And, and, and writing bestseller books, all that stuff I've done, right? That, that's just the, the like the entry ticket to say, now you can be the beginner of the beginners of the most basic thing in the world of how to turn on and ignite the human spirit at scale, bro, that's my job.
1: <laughs> what a job, what a job. <laughs> um, and one sort of final question for me on this front is, um, who helps you perform mm. apart from your son, who if, if anybody wants to hire him off the back of this, it sounds, it sounds like a, a kid wise beyond his years. So uh, let's see if we can get him some work off the back of this as well. But <laughs> who helps you perform and how do you get your performance up there?
0: yeah yeah so definitely Jason Lee we got check mark that right yeah. and he looked he always wanted a, a boy, a kid that looks like Bruce Lee and, and Jason Lee he looks like Bruce Lee because his mom's from Vietnam. So I learned a lot yeah. from from my, his mom you know the, the Buddhist principles uh, uh, and, and also the fighting spirit of Vietnam. We Americans kind of get it <laughs> they whooped up, whooped up on us. Yeah. I understand why because yeah. the collective strength of all is always more powerful than the strength of the big guy right so we kind of band together against the bullies and then Mm -hmm. we're going to be okay right (laughs) so so a lot of learning in my closest circles i learned a lot from my dad you know he was a drill sergeant and the youngest command sergeant major in in the history of the united states army Uh, he then led the non-commissioned officer academies uh, around the world to teach the next generation of leaders in the united states army he is one of the stepfathers of what we call VUCA. Wow. He is, my dad is Mister one of the Mr. VUCA's. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Yeah. I grew up with that. So you got to imagine the things I grew up with as a kid. Yeah. That, that only 40, 50 years later started to emerge in normal civilian life. Mm. That being able to deal with VUCA environments. I grew up learning from the Mr. VUCA, by the way, right? So there's a lot of learning early in my life. That influenced my journey mm. of being able to stand strong in the stormiest of storms, mm. face adversity, even when it knocks you down and almost kills you to get back up and to stand stronger mm. again and again, and again, over and over throughout my life. So that, that was a good base operating system for me to learn there. Right. And then learning in all those different companies, all those different settings, uh, again, by falling down and getting back up and falling down and getting back up, but then learning how to help people stand stronger, learn from each other, allowing them to make the mistakes and not preach at them, let them fall on their face, not die, you know, don't let them die, but let them, you know, kind of learn like, ow, why didn't you tell us that? Well, shit, you (laughs) need to learn that kind of, you know, so I let you kind of go knowing that you're not going to die, right? So all those different environments, but today I learned the most uh, where we apply. With clients and customers and friends, we use our own medicine all the time. Mm -hmm. Every single day when we work together, Mm -hmm. we use uh, this little module. We call it Ignite now. You know, so this Ignite by Warm Space uh, module, uh, this little tiny piece of technology, probably the smallest app ever ever written. That's going to have the biggest impact that any piece of software has ever had on humanity. Isn't that crazy? So that kind of stuff. By taking your own medicine over 3,000 times yeah. has transformed me as a human being. My wife helped me become better. She always said at the beginning, she says, honey, I go, what? She goes, you know, I've noticed that I believe you must have been a really bad person in your prior life. Now, she's Buddhist, so she kind of believes in that. I go, yeah, why would you say that? She goes, well, because you're trying so hard to be good in this life. I said, honey... <laughs> I got to tell you, I was bad before you met me. <laughs> I'm trying to fix it in the same life, you know, yeah. so I'm trying to fix that. Right. So, so all those different aspects, you know, uh, people look at me now, yeah. I'm almost 60 years old. Right. I'm look, I'm looking younger than 10 years ago when I was almost 50, you know, like what's yeah. going on with you? I said, I'm taking the juice, man, yeah. from the source, you know, like the uh, fountain of youth kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that gives me energy and, and comp- not just passion, but compassion. Right. The ability to be there for others, to take them as they are, to face that adversity of, of anger and, and hate and whatever they're trying to throw at you and turning it back into love and goodness and appreciation and gratitude for who they are. So that, that learning of the source, which is connected to human kindness mm. and the ability to be there for others. And, and, and it kind of, as you immerse yourself into that world, you, you get unlimited strength you don't you know when you get into vulnerability you become invulnerable right because right? you're in vulnerability you're <laughs> invulnerable right so these these powers are superpowers and they're inside all of us and using our own magic juice kind of turns it on for us ourselves um but as you've seen from the learning journey from my dad mr yeah. vuka to my wife uh, you know <laughs> you must have been a bad person in <laughs> You know, she's a Bodhisattva. She she knows what she's talking about. And uh, and now just applying and learning and breathing and being present and understanding. Because in our format, we only ask one question. You know, there is only one question, the most asked question in the history of the world in the last uh, hundreds of thousands of years. You know, when we encounter each other after the greeting, we always ask, how are you? Uh, in all the different languages and cultures we've been in and i know in the midlands they they just go all right (laughs) and the answer to that is all right which is basically saying i'm all right are you all right i'm all right are you all right you know which is a lot shorter than how how are you finding you which is the california version right so the midlands england version all right i love the hell out of that it's a short greeting has all that shit in there but no one listens to anybody (laughs) about what's going on right but so for us the how are you adding that that really right behind it uh, and the protocols associated with how we do that at Mm -hmm. beyond that's where that ignition effect uh kind of comes into play and you learn every single time you apply the process you learn from each other in the deepest most profound manner possible um, in this protocol of 10 acts of human kindness in 180 seconds You know, like, wow. And some people go, damn, I haven't done that in the last 180 days. (laughs) And I just did it in 180 seconds with a partner, right? It was really cool. So I think that component is where we learn from each other, uh, where we go deeper, where we kind of go beyond, where we know we're in a safe place. Uh, We feel that strength emerge, even if we're in a bad place, uh, because someone's there for me, listens to me deeply and gives me some goodness back from the heart. You know, and and that's amazing to observe it happen when I'm at these factories where they just build tile and yeah. and brick and tile and it's really muddy and dirty mm-hmm. and and they learn how to stand together, and go through that. How are you now, really? Mm-hmm. And give each other that strength yeah. in the toughest of jobs where things break down every sixty minutes, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's it's a it's a great opportunity and you know you really go places within yourself and with others by doing that. Thank you.
1: Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, how do people find out more? How do people connect with you, uh, with, with the Beyond Company? Uh, where do we go? How do we get in touch?
0: There you go. Just you can search Patrick Beyond. <laughs> you'll always find me there. Yeah. Um, and the Beyond Company, the beyond.company is the website where you'll see uh, most stuff. And I'm on LinkedIn, so there's a LinkedIn link. Yeah. I don't use LinkedIn. I don't use any social media because it's not social. <laughs> and if I want media, I'll watch football, yeah. right? So um, entertainment, whatever. But um, I, I have a profile up there so people can see it. They can, if they want to connect, I, I don't have a lot of connections on there. I probably going to turn them all off because I don't believe in those platforms so much, right. but you can find stuff, right? But mostly, uh, you know, the book you give them uh, a link to that. Yeah. Um, the, the little app you and me will pl- try it out the ignite app uh, after after the end of this cool. and we should have done it at the front because you would have said holy shit, this is kind of <laughs> cool but um yeah i think that, that those connections uh, the ignite uh from by, by warm space app the books the different books i refer to you'll link to folks to that the yeah. beyond website and um and uh and linkedin i guess that covers most of the bases people will learn a little bit more about it um, and give it another six months. When that technology goes uh, public, you know, then it's you're one click away uh, from the source of human goodness.
1: Well, wow. <laughs> what a way, what a way to end. <laughs> really appreciate that, uh, Patrick. And I mean, let's uh, let's throw it out there. Do you do you want to go through this now? Do you want, um in the recording? Do you, do you want to uh, connect off the back of this, How do you want
0: to? Yeah, well, it always works on our smartphone. Okay. So we won't be doing it here. We'll be doing it on our smartphone together. Right. Okay. But, but what we could do yeah. is we, we could spend that five minutes, 55 seconds. You can pause your record, recording here, or you yeah. can just pause and say, oh, okay. the guys kind of went off screen, experimented yeah. with something crazy, yeah. came back, and then all we do is briefly reflect on how the hell that was.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. How's that? Let's do that then. brilliant. So we've just uh, been through the Ignite, that's the Ignite exercise we've just been through, right? Um, Fantastic. And I think uh, there's one word that (laughs) we were asked to to sum up with, and uh, we both came up with the same word, didn't we? Um, So we both felt really energized by the process of of what we do, and I feel really grateful for just the opportunity to have gone through that. So uh, um, uh, how was that experience for you, Patrick?
0: Thank you really
1: <laughs>
0: really right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no absolutely I, how much closer you can get
1: hmm.
0: in such a brief amount of time yeah. where you actually feel that that brotherness kind of pop up between the two of us or yeah. sisterness or brother sisterness or whatever so the speed and the depth and and, and the power of it really high because yeah. you know there's a lot of things going on in our lives right now that can bring us down Or get us worried or concerned but if we have a five-minute process that gets us energized uh which is connected to joy we're kind of happy about it and we feel energized that's a big deal you know and so for me to get closer to you from that perspective on the smartphone like a facetime and to feel it and then to see the analytics and the numbers of how much better we're feeling yeah. And the word we both shared, we surprised each other because <laughs> we, we you can only enter one word at the end of the experience. We both enter, entered uh, energized, yeah. you know, uh, which is like uh, energized in Star Trek, which is the transporter word. <laughs> to get you from one state to the next yeah. or one place to the next place. Yeah. You know, and Ignite is the app by warm space. Also a cool word for the yeah. developers that develop the app mm-hmm. that they're called warm space. You know, that's kind of nice. We're in that warm space. So I feel that. Connection, that energy, and what we can imagine is: what if everyone Mm. could feel like this every day? Thank you.
1: Oh well, an absolute pleasure having you on today, and an absolute pleasure going through and sharing that experience. So, um, uh, as I say, I will put all of the connections, uh, all of those um, uh, links to everything—from the books to your website and uh, and LinkedIn, all the rest of it—go into the. uh to the show notes in the meantime patrick an absolute joy to have you on today really appreciate you coming on and really appreciate you uh helping me through that experience um and i would encourage anybody to to connect go and find out more about patrick and, and the beyond company and get in touch so patrick thanks for being on today
0: thank you paul a pleasure a privilege it was joyful uplifting the whole time You know, sometimes you get a little melancholic if you talk about how screwed up your life has been (laughs) when I have to review my journey kind of, but it's okay because it's part of what made me who I am. So I'm also grateful for that, for our connection, uh, for your example of the, how are you really that you posted on LinkedIn, which was beautiful, a real life, you know, kind of everyday thing that can happen. And um, yeah, and I look forward to uh, anyone out there that wants to hook up. My phone maybe rings twice a day, you know, 50 years ago, it was ringing 25, 50 times a day, cause it was the only way for us to yeah. communicate and connect. So I'm open for phone calls and messages and uh, taking the next step for people out there uh, to you know, help people perform uh, and beyond. So thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.